Sports Radio's on Talking sports with friends and you know we got it on From the NFL to the NBA MLB and college who do it all day College football, we know who's number one Understand, on the phones you know we get it done So call in 718-664-9098 And we'll give you more Oh, sports, uh, yes we do Oh, sports, uh, it's for you Play and play and we spit it every day And we're talking sports, give us a call, okay? I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we're hyped up. A little short but sweet show. We're doing our summer hours, but you give us a call, 718-664-9098. Always shoot us your emails. We want to talk about certain topics or questions. Hit us up, today at gmail.com. Check out our new and improved website. Ray and I have to give much props and kudos to uh, Dustin. Dustin K. Pack is our extraordinaire website designer ray and he hooked it up everybody check out rayandtaytoday.com you can see all the interviews we've had with all the great stars from tom rowan to randall cunningham charles davis seth davis paula duca bob brenley everybody and um it's a lot of fun so be interactive with us and we enjoy it tweet us facebook us ray we're starting off with football we'll get into these pennant races baseball's heating up but we gotta start off with the news of the day the 49ers have released defensive end Alden Smith. He was arrested late last night for his fifth time. Uh, vandalism, DUI, hit and run. It seems like a mess. He was on his way back and trying to get himself together. What are your thoughts? And did the Niners do the right thing? So the Niners did do the right thing. You got to cut ties with this guy. You cannot, if you're a Niners team, tolerate this i'm not saying he doesn't deserve help he doesn't deserve rehabilitation he deserves all of that but as the niners organization you need to move on he needs to be with enough a different organization obviously something's not right there in that configuration in san francisco the new levi stadium so another team he's young and he's talented and he can rush the quarterback so another team will take a chance on him but my gut is that roger goodell is going to drop a hammer on him, and the Niners have to move on. The Niners just have to start fresh, and he has to start fresh, frankly. He needs to go to a different part of the country with a different team, a different organization. So, yes, the Niners did the right thing. And as for him, I don't know what's going on with him. I, I really don't. This is one I can't really read. I don't know if the guy has, you know, addiction problems, if he's got uh, drinking issues, if he's got mental issues. You know, he was the same guy that had that issue with the airport saying he had the bomb and then he was misunderstood and the, you know something's yeah. not right so so he needs help and i just something isn't right that formula isn't working in san francisco so both sides have to move on well you're right and you said like last year was nine games from a couple different incidents he might get suspended maybe for a full year we'll see seems like him josh gordon jay uh wide receiver uh blackman these guys seem to have really kind of thrown away their young careers early and maybe they'll get a third, fourth or fifth chance later on and we'll see. 
Um, the question that I have, and to throw out there, two things. Could the Niners even reach 800 and probably will wind up being last in the NFC West with the Rams looking so good? And then throwing on top of it, let's consider they not only lost their head coach, they have Jim Tomsula, who was the defensive line coach, so he was very close to Alden Smith, which is why he was emotional and crying at the press conference and all that. But I'll say this, losing Harbaugh and then 17 players, whether free agency, retirement, suspension, injury, cuts, releases, whatever, that is a huge amount of turnover, majority of those guys from the defense. And I believe that this might be a 6-10 and 10 team. If we're being honest, you're not far off. I mean, the only good thing to come out of this, I believe, is that Colin Kaepernick has a chance to rebuild himself into an elite quarterback or to build himself into an elite quarterback. But that'll be two, three years away before they come close to being anything like the team that they had two, three years ago. And I kept pounding the table that for three straight years, the Niners were the best team in football. And they could have won one, if not two, Super Bowls if a, a ball had and a tip, you know, Richard Sherman, uh, you know, the Super Bowl when they lost to Ray Lewis. You know, this team was a couple of bounces away from winning two Super Bowls, I believe, out of three years. Even that season when they lost to the Giants, when the Giants won the Super Bowl, they were a pretty darn good team that year with Alex Smith. It took a Mario Manningham, you know, ridiculous catch up the sideline. I tell you what, this, but this is just tells you in football with free agency and with salary cap and with shorter duration contracts, it just tells you and, and people retiring and getting injured, it just tells you you've got to strike while the iron is hot. That's why you can never be mad at a GM or a team for going for it. Because right. the Niners looked like they were untouchable. They had, they were the, in my opinion, the best team for three years straight. They had a great, or it seemed like a great organization, a great roster, a great new stadium coming. And now, like you said, they're going to be the worst team in the NFC West. And by the way, that doesn't look like it's going to change if Nick Foles Anytime turns soon. out to be decent in in. Um, in St. Louis with that running attack, and you know Jeff Fisher always puts up a defense, and oh, Arizona yeah. looks like they're the real deal, and you know the Seahawks are the real deal. So you just went from being the best team in football to being fourth place with no chance to make the playoffs for the foreseeable future. Yeah, no, it's sad, but you know what? Let's keep it with what you did say, how they used to be great, because it's time to talk positive, and let's talk about greatness gold this is the 50th anniversary of the super bowl it's at their stadium but they surely won't be in it but it is the golden year for the nfl and the class of 2015 hall of fame gets inducted tomorrow 7 p.m eastern on espn and nfl network it's going to be great junior say will shields tim brown jerome bettis um so let's do this i have an idea let Let's pick a name, and I'll give you a name, and you give me a name. And, and just off the top of your head, what comes to mind? Because all of these guys have been retired at least for five years. So, you know, you got to go back into the memory bank. And most of them played anywhere from, you know, nine to, to 12 years. So let's go through these players and just tell me what you think. Well, what is it? What are the memories when you think? And, and I'll, I'll start it off with your guy. Okay. The, the bus. Jerome 13 Bettis. years, 
he was rookie of the year, came out of Notre Dame, started with the Rams, wasn't really hoopla and hype so much, but turned out to be so durable, one of the lightest guys on his feet for a big back. And I don't know too many running backs. He's sixth all-time on the rushing list, over 1,300 yards. He ended carrying us to the Super Bowl in 05, getting the Steelers um, and Super Bowl 40. I'm sorry, was that 07? Or was, no, was it 05? 05. It was 05. Yeah. And we beat, yeah, we beat the Seahawks in Detroit. And if you remember, he saved Big Ben when he recovered that fumble against the Colts. Um, or did Big Ben, no, I'm sorry, Big Ben saved him when he fumbled, sorry. But the bus carried us to that Super Bowl win. Ben was not a great quarterback as of yet. And I just remember him sometimes getting hit three yards in, but carrying through for another six yards. Or always getting the touchdown and the goal and just those yaks. And to me, we were questioning whether or not, because it was five years, if he was going to be in the Hall of Very Good. But I think when you really start to look at the stats, there's no way that you could say we cannot tell the story of the NFL history without him. But then also you can't say that the sixth leading rusher in NFL history can't be in the Hall of Fame. And I think that right there made it clear that it was time to put in Jerome Bettis. And I'm happy Steelers Nation, the Steeler fans will be there deep tomorrow because we're playing in the Hall of Fame game against the Vikings. And I just think it's apropos because we have another great running back now, Le'Veon Bell, and the pantheon of Franco Harris and, you know, Merrill Hodge and, you know, different, you know, uh, Bam Morris and different great Steeler backs over the years. But really, Le'Veon, I think, will be up there with the bus and – and um. All right, all right. Keep it to the keep it all to right, the I, famers. Okay. Keep Charles, it to the Charles Haley. famers. Charles Haley, Cowboy Niner. Talk so to that's me. my guy. I'll give you a stat on Charles Haley that I read that blew my mind. In his first eleven seasons, every team he was on won no fewer than ten games. Wow. So this guy won a lot of games. Not <laughs> only did he win a lot of games, but he has Five, count them, one, two, three, four, five Super Bowl rings. And yes, he, sir. you know, more than the Robert Ory of, uh, of the NFL Super Bowl ring collection, you know, crew. This guy yeah. was an integral part, defensive end, of the Niners. He was on there for five years, and then he went back to the Niners after he played with the Cowboys for four years. Five years, actually. So, Charles Haley, the thing I remember about him is – People would talk about how he played the run, and he wasn't quite the all-around, you know, run stopper. But this guy rushed the passer, and he was relentless. And you always needed to know where Charles Haley was at all times. And for some reason, he would, you know, it's funny, he would sort of disappear at times and plays. You wouldn't know where he was. And then out of nowhere, he'd make a big play. And then out of nowhere, he'd do, you know, it would be yes. third and six. And he would sack the quarterback, and that's it. And your drive was over, and his team won. So was a, was a, a, a tremendous winner, five Super Bowl rings. That may not be done this era of free agency. Uh, you know, the Patriots are obviously you – know, Brady has four stretch out over, you know, over his illustrious career, right. 15 years or so. But Charles Haley, just relentless, re- get, get at the quarterback. 
and and a relentless winner. Without a doubt. And I'll tell you, just, you know, real quick, we don't have to go through every guy, but Tim Brown, I'm so happy for him as a Raider being the, I think the seventh, uh, he's sixth all time in receptions, I think seventh in yards and he's got over a hundred or has a hundred touchdowns, but he is the all time leader in all purpose yards because of the kick and punt returns as well as all the receiving yards. And you know it and I know it. He had so many average quarterbacks throwing to him. Now he did have, you know, Rich Gannon who had some great years, an MVP year and some and you know really was a stud for a couple of years. But that was just a couple of years. Most of Tim Brown's career, I mean, you know, you could just throw out there all different names of quarterbacks. And I think when he was mainly the number one, two, three, four, and five for the Raiders, for him to be so dominant, I think it was, you know, it, it's a great reason for him to be where he is now, um, you know, in Canton because he, he and, and, and a great Raider, a Raider, you know. So I'm happy for Tim. For sure. Obviously, yeah, I know you would, you would talk about the, 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 the big guy, Will Shields, who blocked yeah, for you know, Typically, the tackles get all the love, but Will Sheard was a guard on that Kansas City offensive line, and he played for one team for 14 seasons, and this guy just got it done. I mean, think about the the, the, the beginning of his career. I think, wasn't he blocking for Barry Word and Christian Okoye and then Priest Holmes and then just... The, the, Larry the Johnson, remember? Part, yes, Larry Johnson, the, the coach's son from Penn State, he would just part the Red Sea. I mean, this guy, on the backs of, of Will Shields, many an offensive player in Kansas City just thrived. He you know, won people guy, a lot of fantasy football leagues, Ray. Right? With Priest Holmes in those record-setting seasons. It was Will Shields, yeah, man. Sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, this guy was just – you know what? This is a guy where you got to go back to the tape to just look at how yeah. dominant he was. He was one of those guys where he really dominated his position. When you thought guard in the NFL, you thought Will Shields. You know, Dallas had some good offensive linemen at the time, but pretty much that was it. That was it was the Dallas guards and Will Shields. I mean, this guy was this guy was unbelievable. Should have been in the Hall of Fame we could arguably last year, but you know what? You make it, you make it. You're a Hall of Famer in my book. And Will Shield definitely deserves it. And a lot of people in Kansas City are, are, are going to be happy for him tomorrow. And, of course, you know, our hearts are just crushed when we have to talk about one of the probably top three or four greatest linebackers of all time, Junior Seau, 20-year career, chased that Super Bowl down, got close with the Patriots but never won it at the end. And, you know, we know about the steroids and all that. He lost his, you know, took his own life. But – I don't remember anybody playing the game as hard as Junior Seau did. He was a, a, a Singletary, a Ray Lewis, a, an LT. He was a linebacker that held it down and was in on every play and every tackle and would make a clutch interception. I mean, he just such a, a timely – and he, he is – when you think of San Diego Chargers – if you think about that team, all-time players, it's really their, like, four horsemen would be Ladanian, Dan Fouts, you know, Junior Seau, and, you know, and whoever else you want to throw in there. But Seau's the top three right there. 
You know, Kellen if you were throwing the coach, Eric Corey, and Kel, Kellen Winslow, those are the four. That's the Chargers, you know, four horsemen. And Junior Seau, it was just a treat to watch him play. Um, in terms of the, the executive guys, you know, this is the, they have the contributor category. I don't think you can find two guys better. You could throw in Bobby Bethard and some other guys, obviously, that will get put in next or very soon. But when you look at Bill Polian, the commissioner, the commander in chief, what he did with the Bills and then the Super Bowl with the Colts, he built great organizations and he's got plenty of Hall of Famers in there now and coming soon with all the Colt guys. And then Ron Wolf, we know he designed, picked, you know, built the Raiders up. And then, of course, he took care of Reggie White and built up that Packer team. So those guys are, are great. You know, I don't know too much about uh, what's the guy, Nick Tittle, Tittle, whatever. He, uh, but he didn't miss a game. What is it in 17? You don't know about yeah, seventeen along? <laughs> I know he didn't miss a game for the Vikings for 17 that's years. That's crazy. You know? Yes, that's pretty that's crazy. So he was a center for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and it's funny because you remember those Viking defenses, right? The purple people leaders. Yes. But he was on the but He blocked for Chuck Foreman, I believe. Chuck Foreman, Grant Tarkenton. Remember, those, just like the Bills, he, the, the, the Vikings were the yes. Bills. 0 and 4. Oh, and four. That's right. They were the Bills teams of the sixties and seventies. They went to four Super Bowls and lost all four of them. And don't that's don't talk about how they lost four Super Bowls. Just going to four Super Bowls. That's That's quite an accomplishment. So I'll be looking forward to the speeches. I think it's going to be. I wanted to ask you though, before we go, you know, into to baseball and the pennant races. Looking into two thousand sixteen, there's some guys that didn't make it this year that still could spill over, like. Kurt Warner, um, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, obviously the guys, you know, like Terrell Davis, Marvin Harrison, but three names pop up for guys that will be the first time, Terrell Davis, but names for next year's ballot. And I think all three of them have a good shot of going in the first time around, which could push those guys back. Who knows? Your thoughts, Brett Favre, I think it's a first timer. Terrell Owens should be a first-timer, but you don't know about the media and if guys will hate on him. Statistically, he's, you know, top three wide receivers all time. And then Alan Fanica, the great uh, tackle for the Steelers, an offensive lineman for us. So what are your thoughts on those guys? And do you think all I three think will Brett get Fowler's in? Or a no-brainer. Right. Terrell Owens, because of his issues with the media and, and the fact that he was a little sour – will not make it. He should, though. He should definitely he make should. it. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think they'll make him wait a year, and yes. which, is, which is silly, but whatever. Silly. Um, well, maybe Alan they put Fanica. in Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison's waited a couple of years, you know? Yeah. And his I think Alan Fanica makes it. Uh, yes. I think so. He played, he played in 13 seasons. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler. So I think Alan Fanica gets the same love that a Jonathan Ogden gets. You know, he's eligible. He's yeah. in. Yeah. No, definitely. I'd like to see, though, next year, do they hold Terrell and then put in Harrison? What happens with the Rams guys? I think Kurt Warner will get in. I think he had to wait a year. Um, I'd like to see Terrell Davis. I wonder what's going to happen with guys like Terrell Davis and Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis is the all-time sack leader in, in playoff history. I mean, that, you know, he just got into the Patriots. Fame, but Willie McGinnis, I think, is uh, very uh, underrated. What would you say about him? Um, not sure Willie McGinnis is a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, Terrell mm. Owens. So Terrell Owens, 
is well, Terrell Davis. So, Terrell, Davis. Terrell Davis, sorry. Terrell Davis is sort of like the Gale Sayers type. Don but he did win yeah. two Super Bowls, right? So I would say that if he didn't win those two Super Bowls, he'd be like our guy, Don Mattingly, where he didn't, he didn't dominate for enough years. But because he did, but, I'll give you another reference, baseball reference. He's Kirby Puckett. So yes, he's he a guy ca- and he carried those teams. Had a short win. career, but two Super Bowls carrying the 0-3 John Elway, John you know, Elway yeah. into You're a right. Super Bowl and winning two Super Bowls, even having those migraines in the first Super Bowl win. Terrell Davis. We spoke to Tom Rowan about that when they had that quiet confidence and they had it because of Terrell that even with the spread 14 points that they could go and beat the Packers. And they did as huge underdogs. And that was yeah. TD, man, Terrell Davis. Yeah, so I so. think he's in. I think he's in, um, even though, again, you know, it wasn't for a long enough period and statistically, but I just think, look, if your goal is to win Super Bowls, he's won, he won two and it was on his back. Um, so I think that right. they dominated those two seasons too. So I think he's in, but he might have to wait a little bit too. And your boy Kurt Warner. He's waited a while though. He's waited a while already. He has, and I think that 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 you know, the, as the years go on, people people forget. But you and Ray and Tay don't forget now. <laughs> no, we and don't forget. Kurt Warner, I think Kurt Warner is going to have to wait. I, I think he is the. You think ultimate, he waits another year? Yes, he's the ultimate borderline case. I mean, he Ooh. won us. He won one. He lost one. He was an MVP. He was an AP Player of the Year. Um, he had a phenomenal offense and well, Ray, I think getting to that hurt. getting to that third Super Bowl though, I think I think he gets in. He took a franchise that had never been anywhere. So you think and, that the Arizona Super Bowl where if it wasn't for if it wasn't for your boy, And remember he didn't remember Antonio he didn't lose Holmes. it, right? It was the defense. The defense lost it to my man Antonio Holmes and Ben Roethlisberger. Kurt Warner had that clutch drive and drove down a touchdown to Larry down the field. Kurt was amazing. He did. So he won one against, uh, you know, in 99, and then he lost in 01, and then he lost again to your Steelers in 09. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's very, very borderline, but I think he makes it in. I think he gets respected because you got to consider his story, too. His story is amazing. So, listen, let, let's keep it moving. Before we get to baseball, because it's heating up, these pennant races – I mean, stuff is popping off all over, a lot of moves, but I got it. We got to talk about this. Basketball, Dante Exum, the Utah Jazz star. And, wow, and really, he was going to turn. Well, no, no, up and coming star. He tore his ACL, and I just feel so bad. There's an opportunity for Trey Burke to really step up and lead the team this year, but Exum was looking like he was ready, looked good in summer league. And I just I feel really bad for him. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's just a shame. I think he's, he's a young, talented kid. Uh, a couple other little tidbits, though. I think one thing is interesting. Also, we got to mention Arian Foster got hurt. He'll be out for eight weeks. Ooh, Michael Floyd, the Jackson, hurt. Yeah, you, you know he can't stay. That's your guy too. You know, it's on the website. Yo, that's my guy. That's your guy. He can't stay healthy. But I hope. With, once they do the surgery, that they clean it up. The sports hernia and the groin, they'll fix it all up so he doesn't have any more problems. Um, the Nuggets signed Darrell Arthur. 
And the Knicks signed Kevin uh, uh, Serafin, who, you know, yeah, yeah fixed, uh, fixed up their, their roster. Your boy Tony Douglas goes to the Pacers. So just a little couple of tidbits around, but I like the Knicks getting Serafin. I think that uh, he can play center and power forward, and I think he'll be a good uh, rotation player to help the Knicks. I actually like that. He does the dirty work. The French player, Sarah, Serafin. So, you know, that's good. I, I, I really think that's good. But let's I love, talk about I love your energy because uh, the, the uh, Knicks are not doing anything this year. But I know. let's talk baseball. Let's hey, talk they're going to fight for the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. Show some respect. Okay, they're going to they're <laughs> oh, try wait, to not double digits. It was just announced, though, Christmas Day, the Warriors will be hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. I saw that. Okay. Little so let's talk about match. the trade. Baseball. We'll get into the pennant races. Blue Jays and Yankees. Pirates are, are playing the Dodgers. Polanco hit a home run to stop Kershaw's streak. So we'll get into that. But real quick, the Braves just acquired Michael Bourne and Nick Swisher. What did you think about that from the Indians? So for Chris Johnson, so it was yes. and some cash. So it was a bunch of underachieving players. You know, Nick Swisher had a couple of good seasons, but he's kind of fallen off. Michael yes. Bourne, they expected to do much more in the outfield, but now that they have Brantley as a star there in Cleveland, yes. they really didn't need him. He went back to Atlanta. Hopefully it'll rejuvenate him because he got traded. It was a, He was a midseason trade a few years ago, and then he was an all-star yeah. in Atlanta. So, you know what? Sometimes you need a change of place, a change of scenery. So I think it was a good trade for everybody. Everybody needed every – all three of those players were underachieving. So hopefully – they all go somewhere else, and maybe they, it changes their fortune. So n- nothing nothing makes you think that either team's going to be any better, really, in terms of the pennant race, but maybe building on next year. Give guys a new outlook. Definitely. So before we get to some of these scores in these series, um, you know what? We're not doing a segment, but you should be saying I'm sorry to our New York Yankees. They have played amazing baseball and a and now they're in a uh, – they have 13 games, including, you know, starting tonight, left with the Blue Jays. So the pennant and the, the division lead will be decided. But they're up four and a half on Toronto. Six in the we, loss column. Yes. But when you, first of all, CC came up big the other night. He didn't the win. The Yankees won 2-1. What do you think about the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the upcoming weekend and this whole battle for you the AL East? With Pineda going down and David Price basically on the upswing and looking pretty healthy, I got to think that the Toronto Blue Jays are very confident that they could catch the Yankees, especially, like you said, that they have 13. Now, they play the uneven schedule, so they play 19 games, but they have 13 left. So 13 left is tonight's a lot. game, right? And they're one yeah. one. Right now it's one one in the top of the fifth. Bottom of the fourth. So oh, uh, yeah, going into the fifth. So so at the end of the day, I am still scared as a Yankee fan about old man time catching up to our old man players. So it was good for me last night to see CC Sabathia. Who, yes. I love his comment. Did you see him after the game? CC, who's usually a calm, cool, collected guy. First of all, he was sweating like heck. And did he? Did you see that interaction he had with the ump? The ump 
pulled him aside and was talking to him between innings and CC after the game. I was like, don't talk to me. He said, I, you know, I didn't talk to you. You don't have to talk to me. He said, you're overreacting because I turned my back and I was frustrated with the pitch. He said, do your job, you know. you And, and I like that. That's fire. Mm-hmm. He was he was focused. Yeah, said, oh, I, I got to tell you, if we don't win the division, Ray, we're going to get the wild card. Right now, the wild Jays and the Angels, but with the Angels with 57 wins and the Yankees with 61, I like our shot to make the playoffs no matter what. And I hope the Astros hold on to that division. And obviously the Royals are doing good. Minnesota's been dropping down. When you look at the NL, big win last night, the Cubs over the Giants, and they have a nice, I think, four-game series. Obviously the Mets are in first. The Pirates are, you know, trying to hold on and catch up to the Cardinals, but they got a lock on that first wild card. But how about the Chicago Cubs, who I said should have made some more moves on the deadline, but Ray, right now, they are ahead of the Giants for the second wild card. How about the Cubbies? How about them Cubbies? Great story. I I still think they're a year ahead of schedule, but hey, go for it. You know what I mean? They've got a young nucleus of hitters. Their pitching staff is good enough, and these guys, you know what? That NL wild card is going to be very interesting, you know, between the Giants, between uh, the Pirates, uh, the Cubs, you know, the the Mets Nationals loser. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be really fun coming it's, down the stretch. It's really going to be fun. It's really going to be fun. I'm going to tell you this. With um, Amaris uh, Ramirez coming back to the Pirates and just all their moves, and this is going to – he said it's going to be his last season coming back on to Pittsburgh – I think the Pirates, if they, if their bats hold up and their arms, the way that they got their bullpen, they could be one of the most dangerous teams this year. And McCutcheon is just clutch all over. He had another clutch home run the other night. I think he has 16 or 17 on the season now, playing great. I'm telling you, I don't believe in the Nats. I told you that before, and I'm glad the Mets are doing it. And guess what? Joanna uh, Cespedes has got you know the Mets – in a groove and everybody around them is playing good. If David Wright can come back and do his thing, the Mets could hold on and we might have a subway series, baby. I'm saying it. Oh no. 2000 all over again. I would love it. I would love it. But a lot of things have to happen before then. And we'll definitely talk about it. We'll start to talk more playoffs and pennant races. The month of August, we're going to start to, get some college football going. We're obviously going to talk pro football. We're going to give you a little fantasy angle. So like Tay said, check out our website, check out our social media, and don't worry, we're going to bring up the heat. For all you football fans, don't worry, we're going to bring up the heat. And all you baseball fans, we're going to We'll get you ready for your fantasy drafts too, Ray. We're going to do our college preview first week of September, then our NFL preview. So we'll give you our predictions for both of those, but we will get into the fantasy towards the end of August for draft strategies and for getting you ready for your leagues. Everybody starts drafting usually around the end of August, so we will bring it up up to date for you and have you ready so you can win your league because Ray and Tay are big on fantasy, especially fantasy football. We got you covered. A great show. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, check out for us on the website. You'll see a Ray and Tay yeah, today. we got a new countdown banner, so you'll know when our shows are. We will put up right. the banner, so check out the banner. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Great show. 
Watch these baseball games tonight. Should be a great series. And tomorrow, check out the speeches. Uh, I'll say this. The best speech, I, it's going to be Bettis or Haley. I'll say Bettis just because he's on TV and he knows how to work it. But Haley will be funny, too. So um, enjoy it. And um, it'll be emotional seeing uh, Sydney Seau, Junior Seau's daughter, uh, up there talking for her father. Yeah, They're gonna that let one, that, that one will be that one will be heartwarming for sure. Yeah. So have a great sports weekend. Have a great week. We'll get with you next week. And like I said, football's right around the corner. Ah, uh, I can't wait. I we, I smell it. I smell it. Thanks for listening and talking sports with friends. Proud. Proud. Proud.